0: Life is short. If there were ever a moment to follow your passion and do something that matters to you, that moment is now. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. And here we are on our next episode of Heal. Today, Brittany bailed on me again, but you know what? She's going to see her favorite Harry Styles in Boston, so that's okay. I forgive her. Um, (laughs) I always forgive her, but I do have a fabulous guest still, and my guest today is Lynn Marion. Lynn is a heartfulness meditation trainer, an intuitive life coach, and an Akashic Records teacher and practitioner. I'm so excited to talk about all those things. Hi Lynn.
1: Hi, I'm so happy to be here today with
0: you. I'm really happy. You're coming coming all the way from Canada, which is so cool. (laughs) We've had guests in England, maybe Wales, California, uh, Oregon, I don't even know, Jerusalem, Um, so it's so cool to have a Canadian (laughs) representation thank you so much for coming on I'm really excited to talk about your story and your life and how you got to where you are now helping all I'm sure tons of people with what you do I've never heard of a heartfulness meditation teacher I'm a mindfulness meditation Mm. teacher so (laughs) so tell me tell me how you started and how you got to where you are you can say as much or as little as you want but not too little (laughs) It'll be a short show if it was too little. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually, if you would have told me, I don't know, 15 years ago, hey, Lynn, you're going to meditate, I would have said, right? Are you out of your mind? Yes. Same. <laughs> uh, and so, what happened was that in August 2011, um, out of the blue, it, this there's a part of me that just said, okay, we need to meditate we need to meditate like this inner voice. And okay. And then what happened was that I had just heard of the concept of egoic resistance. Mm -hmm. And so I was following this program with a lady and she gave us this homework assignment to do something we really wanted to do, which on my list was make a smoothie every day like start gonna drink the smoothie or just make it (laughs) make it and drink it and so she Uh, said okay guys I'm telling you day one you're gonna be really joyful about it day two maybe day three egoic resistance is gonna start kicking in so write down those voices that are saying hey you don't have time for this or whatever and so I was aware of that and then when it said when my inner voice said okay let's we want to start meditation to connect to something deeper within myself, mm-hmm. not just stay in like this passionate ego mind that wants to do everything and that doesn't follow through on anything. <laughs> so in any case, your
0: 2011 and my 2011 sound similar. <laughs> I mean, the people that we were, you know, like to follow yes. through with anything, just think you want to do it all and never get to finish anything.
1: Exactly. So yeah. Why I'm saying is this, why I'm saying this is because I couldn't believe that I decided, okay, I'm going to sit down and commit to 30 minutes per day. I had been introduced to heartfulness meditation by a heartfulness meditation trainer and they gave me like the individual practice. There's also group practice, group meditation. So the individual practice, I said, I really want to do this. But I don't know what miracle because I had to sit for 30 minutes in silence with my eyes closed. And at the time, I was living in this um, one bedroom apartment alone. Mm -hmm. So it was like in the living room, I had a couch and the kitchen was a bit further down. So I decided to put an alarm on the in the kitchen. kitchen. (laughs) So that way, and I told myself, you're not allowed to move. So you're allowed if you want to scream, if you want to, you know, throw a tantrum I don't care and I was talking to my own self I was like you're sitting down and you're meditating and honestly like the first week was a bit of a struggle the second Mm -hmm. the third week there was no resistance anymore Mm -hmm. and so for eight months I did 30 minutes and then I moved up to 45 minutes every day but why I love heartfulness meditation is because they have a group meditation aspect to it too so you're not just on your own and you can participate every week if you wish to, to the group meditations mm-hmm. and you can also receive sessions meditation sessions with a heartfulness trainer so all of this together kept me going like every day.
0: Can I ask you a question before you continue yes. the story don't lose your train of thought I, I, I hate to interrupt but <laughs> tell me the difference what is a what makes a heartfulness meditation heartfulness so mm. what does that
1: mean. Yes. Okay. Great question. So <laughs> um, I'm just wondering if I'll answer you right after. Um, yes. I just want to finish my train of thought because you just said what brought you there. So I just continued like that and I meditated every day. And then after a while, like I just really, really loved it. And so after four years, they asked me, Would you like to be a heartfulness meditation trainer? And then I got trained for that. So, in In regards to your second question, what makes heartfulness heartfulness is that it has a unique feature and element. It's called yogic transmission or pranahuti, which is subtler than energy, but we still call it energy, but it's energy coming from source. And this subtle energy is what makes the difference. And when we meditate using heartfulness, then it just kind of flows through our entire being. And it purifies us. So all of the layers wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm in love with it. Like I fell in love with it and I couldn't believe it that I wasn't giving up on it. I wasn't changing my mind. I was devoted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I still am. Like so, in any case, it really acts, it just it's a very natural also meditation because all you do is you close your eyes and then. You receive this yogic transmission. It operates and it knows what to do. Uh-huh. You have nothing to think about. You don't need to analyze things. And all of a sudden you feel lighter and lighter. And some, sometimes some bad habits are just falling naturally away. Uh-huh. Um, and you're just coming back to yourself uh-huh. with a capital S. Mm-hmm, and so yeah so through doing this exercise I really learned to listen to something other than my mind chatter so there was a deeper part of me and then that had a lot to say but it's just a very subtle language so you need to really just shut disconnect from the outer world to just connect to your inner world that sounds amazing yeah it's been absolutely amazing
0: and so now you're a trainer and you incorporate that into your, um, into your life coach. Do you teach, do you, do, you do meditations with your clients? Yes.
1: Yeah, so heartfulness is, uh, is available worldwide. Um, and I, d- I can offer it to my clients when they ask me to, but if not, it's sort of like a parallel activity because sometimes people come to me just for meditation and they'll never ask for any anything else and vice versa but sometimes they'll ask for both like a client then they'll start meditating or people that are meditating are like hey Lynn what do you do can I have a session with you well that's so funny yes so they kind of intermingle sometimes Um, but what is also really cool about heartfulness is that it is offered free of charge so that anyone can have access to it so that money is not a barrier so and we are all volunteers. So that is my volunteer work in the world. Um, all the Heartfulness Trainers, there's over 14,000. Um, and yeah, we just uh, introduce anyone that wishes to meditate.
0: That's really her. neat. I'm going to have to check that out. Can you, can you <laughs> access those meditations online or do you have to be in, in yeah. somebody?
1: So what happens is there are some meditations online, there's even an app. So the app is called Heart in Tune. And there's also Hearts app, there are two apps that you can just log yourself in and you can meditate. And if not, there is a YouTube channel every week, there is a group meditation being given, but there are recorded meditations. And That's so
0: cool, and so yeah, it's, it's free access, so anyone can.
1: Anyone can access, and That's there's fabulous. also an Instagram page. And yes, it's. I just love it. It's my favorite.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out because I would try any kind of
1: meditation. Yes, and also I've been to Massachusetts, where you live. Yes, and it was in Sunderland. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Massachusetts, there was a, a center, a Heartfulness Center there, so I went a few times for like weekend gatherings and all these beautiful celebrations. It was just really nice. Well, I'm going to have to
0: check that out too. I just wrote it down. <laughs> that's so fabulous. So you just started meditating. Period. That's it. You said you want to start, and that's what happened.
1: Yeah. So I, there was a part of me. What I didn't realize at the time is that. Really, my entire being, my soul was wanting to lead the way in my life instead of my mind. So I think it wanted me to start with this meditation to work upon me so that I would. So heartfulness really regulates the mind naturally because our mind is very precious and brilliant but if it is not regulated, then it's going all over the place. Uh-huh. <laughs> and heartfulness, like you want, to, I always explain to people, you want your heart to be the pilot and your mind is the co-pilot. That's the perfect team. Whereas if your mind is being the pilot and you're trying to put the heart as the co-pilot, it's not necessarily going to work optimally. That makes sense.
0: That makes sense.
1: That so, makes sense. What I really, really love now with heartfulness is that I learned how to live from my heart and I use my mind more properly, I find, you know, naturally. I didn't even put this as a goal or anything, it just came to me naturally. So, yes, living from the heart is so much more natural. I find it's you feel happy, joyful, I was going to say,
0: peaceful,
1: peaceful, aligned. Yeah. Yeah, blind, all of these and I've stopped questioning many things. <laughs>
0: I, I need I had to get there. I'm a big questioner. I, I, I because I reflect as a school teacher. It's just something that we were taught you have to do is to reflect on your practice, reflect on your day, your lessons, your whatever. So I feel like I'm constantly not criticizing what I'm doing more so like, okay, how did that go? Could you do it differently next time? And I'm talking about almost anything and everything. So my mind is constantly working.
1: Yeah, I understand that. Um, Well, reflecting can be very good because it allows us to improve like, uh-huh. that's excellent. It, it always depends how we use something, right?
0: Uh-huh. So uh-huh.
1: It, it's always a question of balance. Uh-huh. But yes, I used to be over analytical. But now I don't feel I'm overly analytical. So I'll be analytical when it's time to be analytical. And I can just be. Uh-huh. That's another thing I learned, which I really, really love. I learned the solace of silence. Uh-huh. And I love silent. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I don't need to fill in the gaps. Mm -mm. Um, And I don't need to have a full agenda. I used to be such a busy bee from morning till evening. And there's nothing wrong with having activities, but I would override my own needs. Right. My Mm -hmm. body was exhausted. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pushing, pushing through and It was really crazy. Like I was so passionate and I wanted to do everything, but now I don't feel like that anymore. Whatever I'm doing, I'm happy doing it. And I know how to rest and I know how to gauge myself. As you said, like observe yourself. It's very important to sort of monitor ourselves,
0: right? I think you are just what I needed to hear today. <laughs> oh, that's so and at Just the right time because I I need to hear this on a daily basis. Someone needs mm-hmm. to keep reminding me of those things. I mean, I am very happy with things that I am doing, and I. But I just came off of being super busy, and now I'm not mm-hmm. super busy, and so I'm learning how to be okay with that. Mm,
1: to I'm okay belief. with
0: silence, but I, you know, I was never really great with doing. I'm going to say doing nothing, even though
1: Mm.
0: I know I'm not doing nothing, but um, it's being yeah. instead of doing nothing, we're being, yeah, yeah, that's really hard for me. So I'm just, (laughs) I am, I, because let me just explain, it's going to sound really bad. So I want to explain myself, but I've, I've always had not only my day job, but something else going on at night. So I was constantly Mm. going. Constantly. yes. The only time I would sit and settle was during Mm. meditation. You know, I would sit and meditate. Um, and that helped me, I think physically and emotionally, definitely spiritually. Um, but the stopping of the day thing Mm. and just having the one thing is very different for me. Mm. So it's, um, I'm adjusting. I'm in an adjustment period and it's October. So <laughs> it's been a couple of months that I've been adjusting. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to give myself a little grace and be like, you're going to be fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, you're not doing anything.
1: <laughs> it's true that when it's so different, we can feel like very uncomfortable or yes, absolutely. Right. Um, and so do I have feel- a, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you feel like there's anything that can help you to embrace this or just oh adjust I'm
0: it? starting to I think this part of the adjustment is the embracing part because I definitely mm. had a bit of a identity crisis in August and a bit in September not going back to school I took this mm. year off so I'm not teaching all day um, in public school mm. and it's just like which I'm so grateful for but it's so strange to not have that identity So I'm learning that, and I don't really attach to things like that, but it is just who I have been for so long that I'm starting to figure out how to live without that title, I guess, and, and the mental and physical um, nonstop that teaching is like, I don't know if you're not a teacher, you really, it's hard to explain, but you are Mm -hmm. truly on all day and then you take it all home and you're working most Mm. of the night and then well and I have a business to run too so that's that's happening and it's just a lot so now that I don't have a lot it was hard (laughs) it was hard to adjust to that um yes and I think now in October I'm finally feeling okay it's taken a couple of months yeah and then I cut all my hair off
1: (laughs) wonderful wonderful but yeah sometimes change does yeah, I find change can be tricky. Sometimes it's exciting. Other times it takes us by surprise, but it always happens in a way that is best for us because life, life knows more than we do. So yeah, it's sort of, it knows how to, how to prepare us for whatever's next.
0: I know. And we're never ready, are we? I mean, I, I love change. I used, I always say I embrace change. Um, I have no problem with change. I didn't expect to feel this way. Like you said, it took me by surprise that I was like, <gasps> why am I feeling like this?
1: Well, I think that's beautiful because that's often a sign that you're going into new ground, like uncharted territory in this life. So that's beautiful because when it's like, it's like when I woke up and said, what? I want to meditate? Why? <laughs> like a part of me, the other one's like, "Yo, yes, we are. <laughs> that's so funny. But and um, but big changes like that really take a while to integrate, but it's always a beautiful sign that we're growing or we're going towards something new, because if not anything familiar, we don't really react to it. Right. So that's a beautiful sign for you. Like, and sometimes what I've found when you talk about attachments and like detachment or releasing, we need to release in order to be able to receive and sometimes I find the release is the hardest thing in the world yes I say
0: these to my clients all the time I'm like (laughs) you you need to let go so you can receive you have to release you have to let go you can't keep can't hold on to all this stuff here you have to find a way to let it go and here I am like I can't let go (laughs) but my clients
1: know me they know I'm the same way I just you know yes we're all like that and I love when you say, I wasn't expecting that because we think we're some way, but really we're another and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're and- more <laughs> attached than you thought and yes. it's making you feel more uncomfortable, but yes, because you thought, oh, I'm like this. I'm like, that. Mm-mm. life is like, ah. <laughs> no. Oh, well, it's just been such an
0: interesting challenge, nice. um, but I do enjoy not going to school. <laughs>
1: Well, there you go. You're starting to once we've absorbed the shock and we've adjusted and we're embracing, then we start seeing what's beautiful about it or you know, other yeah. things. We have a different perspective. Right. But right. it's definitely a journey. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. Especially so when we're not expecting. Yes.
0: No, I didn't expect to feel that way. I expected to be like gleeful, you know, like just like woo. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't oh, at all. Yeah. yeah, it was completely totally. opposite. No. Nope. Um, So here's my next question. So you started meditating in 2011. When did the Akashic records um, pique your interest? And when did you get involved in that? Was it before that? Or did the meditation help to um, help to build on that intuition and that connection?
1: Okay, I love your question. So
0: really? (laughs) thanks. (laughs)
1: So I actually discovered the Akashic Records in 2010. So one year prior. Oh, that's interesting. It's highly interesting because I think for me, that was the route to go because, okay, so I was, I don't know if everyone here believes in astrological science, but I was born a Scorpio and Scorpios can be highly determined. And what happens is that, um, typically, and not every Scorpio, but typically, and I was a typical Scorpio on this aspect, <laughs> is that if, you know, it's very easy for us to categorize or to like a, ha- fi- a fixed idea, like this is there, this goes here, nah, nah, nah. so you need expansion when you're going to start meditating or so the Akashic records were perfect for me because I didn't know I had that gift. Like immediately when I connected to my Akashic records, like the information would just flow. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, wow, I've reconnected to something, but it really worked on my consciousness. And it started expanding my perspectives because I could be like, I was like, let's say pro-justice. But if someone did something really mean to me, I was like, how could they possibly do that? And I couldn't understand Uh But then my Akashic records would explain to me and help me embrace it better.
0: That's interesting. So the Akashic records were almost a way for you to heal. Not, I don't. Okay. So let me just say every episode I say it, I don't mean heal, heal. (laughs) Like it's, it's what you said earlier, come back to your true self. So to really understand who you truly were those. So you use that, like I use meditation and I use Reiki, both of those those tools, I guess, helped me to become a different version of myself, almost back to who, like I'm figuring out what I'm supposed to be doing, who I am. And so the Akashic records work that way for you as well.
1: The Akashic records absolutely point me to my truth, but also what would happen is it was really, I call it expanding. Mm -hmm. I love the word expansion because I was being too Mm narrow-minded.
0: And do you think that's because you're a Scorpio?
1: I mean, it didn't help me. Honestly, it was in my life, one of my biggest, biggest challenge with I, I can't believe how much I've changed, but it literally I have expansion now. I don't even judge almost anymore. Like, And that was not my nature. I would have an opinion on anything and everything. I was black or white, no gray. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that is doesn't crit- it feel so much lighter not to be so uh yes critical
1: categorical <laughs>
0: yeah mm-hmm. yes I understand and- that
1: <laughs> and so like now I can do black white all the <laughs> shades of- it doesn't even matter Mm-hmm. but I did do one year, a little bit more than a year of Akashic records. Like I worked with them and worked with them and worked, And then all of a sudden, bam, heartfulness, enter heartfulness meditation in my life. So that was like another level of consciousness expansion. An expansion. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also before that, before you start transforming, as you say, and changing, you kind of need to accept that. Like you need to want it. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't want it, we have a free will. Mm -hmm. So if we're closed minded without sometimes realizing it, sometimes we're aware of it, then it's impossible for life to help you like expand or transform or change. So I was like, before the Akashic records, I don't think I was open to meditation at all. Right, right. (laughs) I'm surprised you went that way
0: though. I feel like meditation, I don't know why I feel like meditation would come first. And then you would become more, you know, expansive, energetic, open, all of that stuff. And then you would learn more about Akashic Records, but you went the other way.
1: The other way. That's wild. It was absolutely the other way. And then, so all of this combined just kept bringing me more and more and more like of who I am, but also tuning within. And then just expanding, expanding my consciousness and just changing perspectives and learning to listen to my heart. Yes, it really, really helped.
0: And at what point did you want to help others with the same? I know with the uh, meditation that they had asked you if you wanted to become a trainer and that's something that you do. Um, But when you started with the Akashic Records, did you use it to only help yourself or did you end up doing other people's records?
1: So, At okay, what point so did you love, decide love, to do that? <laughs> I love, love, love this question because... Well, I'm guessing and, that's
0: what you do. I'm guessing you do that.
1: Because that's yes, what it says absolutely. in your bio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. yes, absolutely. But what happened was, as soon as I saw the terms Akashic Records, then I connected to the author, Linda Howe. And I ended up calling her and I found out that she was offering a teacher certification to teach people how to open their Akashic records. And I kid you not, I was over the moon excited. I'm like, that's what I wanna do. I wanna teach people. I hadn't even opened the record, nothing. And so this woman is listening to me on the end of the line and say, okay, Lynn, wait a minute. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, I'm going to be in Salem, Massachusetts, which is close to Montreal. She's like a weekend like Salem, in Salem, Massachusetts is not that close to Montreal. By <laughs> car, yes. It's like six I hours. Mean, it's,
0: yes, I've driven to Montreal many times, but it was that's <laughs> so funny. You're like, you know, Salem's very close. I know you didn't say very, but it was very funny to me. <laughs>
1: Not that close. Well, there you go. So it was accessible. Yeah, no, it was. Yes,
0: and I mean, if there was something I really wanted to do and it was only available in Montreal, I would say that's close enough, and I can. I've driven before. (laughs) I will drive again.
1: Yes. So I did. All right, I'll forgive you. oh that's funny so I went it was like this introduction introduction that's so cool and what a place to do it Salem is oh yeah yes and it was even September 11th weekend it was really really wow yeah it was but that weekend changed my life I can say that much from there like everything shifted tell me how how um in the sense that before that I was doing a lot of project management Yeah. And I love project management, but I was more like working at administrative levels or like with directors and all this. And when I entered this weekend workshop of introduction to the Akashic Records, there's like 35 people. I'm the only non-American. I'm the only Canadian. I'm the only French speaking. My book was in French. Everyone else had it in English. And I was the youngest person in the room and also when everyone had to introduce themselves they were saying hi you know whatever my name is and i'm a reiki master i'm a life coach i'm a healer i'm a psychic one after the other and i was like okay the project manager <laughs> <laughs> and i had just read by deepak chopra that who you know you're attracted to people that are like you so then in my mind i said am I one of them? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, right? It was like a 34 out of 35 people all had these experiences. There was like an 80 year old woman with all this experience, like so many people. And here I was like sitting in that room. So it changed my life in the sense that I reoriented everything I had ever done. Absolutely. Like I, yeah. I quit. I eventually in 2011, I quit like my jobs, like I used to have contracts as in project management. And then all of a sudden, I wanted to align and do this full time, like the uh-huh. Akashic Records full time, and become, you know, an Akashic Records practitioner. And then eventually, I did the teacher certification. But all of this to say that it completely shifted my life, because whatever I knew before, then I was onto a new path. I didn't yep. know what the path was all no, of it but no. I felt it from inside right. and I was sparkling with joy as well
0: I bet because it's your truth
1: now this is your new truth <laughs> yeah my soul was super happy I was listening to it you found me <laughs> yeah
0: that is so cool all right we're gonna take a super super quick break and we'll be right back If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Thank you so much for rejoining us after that quick break. I'm here with Lynn Marion. We are about to get a little dig a little deeper into the Akashic Records. We've talked about how Lynn had gotten into the Akashic Records. Um, But I'm curious, can you explain to the listeners what exactly that means? What is Akashic records? Because I'm sure that a handful may have heard the, of the Akashic records before. I know I've talked about them before, um, but some people are, might be listening like, what the heck is she talking about? So can you explain what they are and how you go about accessing them? What, is, what do you do to access them? And is it the same for everyone? So there's three questions. Boom, boom, boom. What are okay. they? How do you access them? And is it the same? Does everyone access it the same way?
1: Okay. I love that. Okay. So <laughs> the Akashic records are this infinite resource. Okay. So how I explain it, they are the archives of your soul and its journey through time. So apparently everything is recorded in the Akashic records from when you leave source to when you return to source. So to me, that even blows my mind to think of that. Right. Well, and you've got
0: you've to think that that's a thing, but you know, like I believe that this is one soul that reincarnates, comes back Mm -hmm. and comes back until I learn my silly lessons that I keep ignoring. So
1: (laughs) go on. (laughs) And also like what I believe is that it's recorded so that your soul can remember because it can be like thousands of lifetimes. Like it can just, it's infinite. So it's a way to like retrieve whatever it would need. Um, Yes. so the archives of your soul, and then the Akashic Records, like everything in the universe, not that I'm the creator of the universe, but, you know, things are highly organized. And so there are a team of light beings that are there just for you. So your Akashic Records are always there, and it's a higher dimension of consciousness. And so um, you were talking about accessing them. How I access them is through a prayer. I just recite the prayer and then I can access my own Akashic records or I can access people's Akashic records with their permission when they come to me, when my clients come to me, then I open their Akashic records and then I act as a channel. Right. So through this prayer, it opens directly your Akashic records. And um, the third question was, is it the same? Is for it the same everyone? for
0: everyone does everyone do use the same prayer does everyone access okay. the records the same way and you needed you had to have training in this. So okay. you knew what so the heck I you were talking that. about right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I love 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 your questions. So. Does everyone access the same way? Not necessarily. Like I use a prayer and some people have different prayers. Other people use a meditation. Others can use visualization. It's very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like every person just goes towards whatever resonates best for them. Mm -hmm. And you can also have connected to your Akashic records without knowing it. Like that could be a possibility.
0: Could it be um, like deja vu? Could it be like, um, look, I'm speaking French. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Um, Is that like, how can you, how do you know that you've accessed it without consciously accessing it? Yeah, very
1: often, like we don't know, like it's not conscious that we're accessing them. But I know certain practitioners that they really feel like, okay, I'm into my Akashic records now. Like, they're highly aware, but because they've been practicing and opening and working with their records for years. So they're more aware.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and apparently, like, for me, like, it wasn't my first lifetime working in the Akashic Records. Oh, interesting. Which I didn't know that. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Yes. So that was, I don't know if you had any sub questions in regards to that, or if I do, I do, I do, I do, yeah. I do.
0: Um, I had a question. It was in my head I was. I was trying to be patient and not having my, you know, my interrupting <laughs> questions, but, um, I do have a question. What the heck was it? Oh, such a good podcast interviewer, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, it. I it'll come back to me as we're talking, but, um, so you access it through prayer. Other people can access it different ways. Oh, I did have a question. So, so you're, re, you're recalling or connecting to someone's records, which is their, can you, can you tell me what you called it again? Their soul contract? No, what did you call no, it? No,
1: actually like the Akashic records in general are like the archive, the equivalent of the archives of your soul. Yes.
0: So the archives of my soul specifically you could access them and explain to me perhaps some of my past lives and who I was and things that were happening then. Does it also see where I'm going, I guess, because it's my soul, which time is really not linear as we think it is, mm -hmm. you know, so it should see my soul from beginning to end, right? Even though I'm not quite there yet.
1: Yes. So apparently, so there is the past. people listening. Are going to be like, "Oh my
0: God, Liz has lost her mind." But hey, this is the way that I think. All right. So whatever. I just don't talk to everyone about it. Oh, that's fine. Okay, so ak- <laughs> I just found my people on my podcast, and they they can talk to me about these things.
1: Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so the Akashic records do hold your past, like they and. You can work with the present, and apparently it holds your futures. But I have no idea how that can even work because right.
0: because free me, will and it, because there's so many don't you think there's so many different things there's that could so
1: many different I don't variables. even know how you yeah, yeah. could hold it all. But yes, and so your akashic records are always expanding and growing because you're living every day. So how I work with the akashic records is I really believe in the here and now. Yep. So very often though, you could be going through a pattern in this life at this moment in time, and you're not understanding why, and this is really recurring and you've tried everything and you're like ready to (laughs) scream, but that could be linked to a past life where it began. So that'll be useful information to go tap into. Right. But the future, um, is really like up to you in the sense that it doesn't predict. It's not a psychic reading at all.
0: And it's not telling you what is going to happen period, because this is
1: your soul's journey. It is
0: your, your choice to make decisions
1: still. Yes. Yes. It's always your free will. So it's not a psychic reading and it gives you a soul perspective. Like the higher perspective can really help because If you have this really annoying boss or annoying person in your life and you're like, why am I always attracting these people? Well, there could be a higher reason. And then all of a sudden it changes everything in your life because you don't feel annoyed anymore. You just understood why they're there and they're actually trying to help you Mm -hmm. in harmonizing yourself, like coming back as one with yourself. Mm -hmm. So the Akashic records, they can also offer guidance, though, even if something it's not related to your past. And for instance, for my business, I can ask my Akashic records, what is best for me to create now for the highest good of all? Oh, my God, can you just do that for me? <laughs> that is a possibility. <laughs> yes. this
0: is what I, I'm cut. I, OK, again, I'm turning it back on me, but I'm always saying, OK, what should I do next? Like, what should I do next? And I think this is the, the, uh, not being, not teaching, not going back to that busy, busy, busy life. And then my business, 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 Mm. I am even thinking that even more, like that's what is clogging my brain. It's the, I love to create workshops and classes and I love to teach the classes because it's just what I, I am a teacher Mm. period. So that's what I do. And I'm always like, well, what should I do next? What would be the next thing that people really need? that I think I know it and then you know five people sign up which is fabulous but I'm just like ah I could have really wanted more and uh, maybe it's not what people need right now so what is it that people really need so I I struggle with that all the all the time
1: Mm, yeah that's that's why I really love it like you can go into your kashik records and then ask um yes absolutely interesting And it it can really, really help. And yes, you have another question.
0: (laughs) I do. Can people, um, I have your contact information here, but can people from anywhere, do you do virtual um, record readings?
1: Yes. So that's great. um, I do it over Zoom. And yes, then also people can record it so that you can reference it, which I love because there's so much information so when you have an akashic records session which i call the sparkling soul expansion session
0: i love that sparkling (laughs) soul expansion session yes i love that go ahead
1: and so we open your akashic records for one hour and there's so much information that i suggest people to record it if they wish because then you can listen in 2 days later 3 weeks later 5 months later and you'll hear something different and you might see your own development
0: right right that's wonderful i'm so glad that you are <laughs> that you allow people to record it i think that's invaluable you know because mm. when you're in in when you're a client in that position you tend to not remember everything mm. you can't okay. truly and when a, someone is reading your records from my experience they they don't go so fast that you can't write it down, but they they're they're, they're going fast, yeah. so yes. it's hard to record it. I mean, write it down, record yes. it. So recording it with an arm, um, some sort of a, you know, computer or phone or audio recording is really helpful, yes. and that's great. Some people don't allow recordings in their sessions, so I think that that's mm. fabulous. Um, so people can get in touch with you by going to your website, which I have here. Is that how they would contact you if they wanted to? to set up one of those sessions?
1: Yes, they could go to my website, which is it's, triple, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> triple W dot L-Y-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-O-N, com, Or they could write to me an email, which is namaste at lynnmarion.com.
0: Namaste, yes.
1: like namaste? Okay. <laughs> yes, N-A-M-A-S-T-E at lynnmarion.com. And then from there, we can just schedule a session. That's
0: fabulous.
1: And yes, I have clients from all around the world. And I really, really love small logistic detail here in my online calendar because it will automatically convert to your time zone. That's fabulous. (laughs) Which is fabulous because when I get Australia people, we might not even be on the same date. Nope. So in any case, I really, really love it.
0: That's fabulous. Is there anything... I think it's perfect because even with this podcast, I'm like, so where are you located? Okay, what time is it right now where you are? Tell me right now what time it is. Even though I could go online, I still get very confused with, with time zones. So that's so convenient. Um, so is there anything, any other part of your business or anything about you that you'd love to share with the guests before I ask you my three final questions for the night?
1: Um, well, I really, really love helping people connect within. Mm -hmm. I, before I began all of this work, I had no idea the amount of inner wisdom that is within us. And so, and connecting to that, I went to school forever. I went to university for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I've been a scholar, like my, a big chunk of my life and never did anyone teach me that. Nope. And so if you're seeking for something, because my soul would scream something to me, which at the time... I understood that it wanted more, but I didn't really understand what was going on. Uh And it was kind of asking me to leave what I knew and to go forward into something new. Uh And so I just like to tell all the listeners, if you're really feeling this inner nudge and you're like, what is going on? And I don't feel like doing whatever I was doing before, even though I loved it, but it's not serving me anymore. And I don't know where to look. Uh That's probably your soul calling you to realign. Uh So just to reassure you and then from there pieces will come to you but often it will not come with the whole plan with the 1.1.1 and 2.2 no 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 it's only the next best step very right right right
0: yeah I feel like that's the only way I was able to make my big changes to one little thing at a time learning one thing and then integrating that one thing and then learning another thing and now saying I don't want to do that thing anymore. Now I know what my direction is and I want to go this way. So that's fabulous.
1: Yes. And I love, love, love guiding people and accompanying people, supporting them when they're going through that. Me
0: too. That's what I love doing too. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wonderful. Um, Okay. So lynnmarion.com is the website. She's also on Instagram at lynn. That's with two N's. It's L-Y-N-N-E dot inspirations that's your Instagram handle um I will put all of this in my podcast notes so those of you who might be driving and listening you don't need to write anything down you can just look at your phone when you're done driving um <laughs> and I'm going to ask you my last three questions okay okay all right when you are at your most peaceful when you feel at peace that the very
1: the very most what is it that you're doing I have to reword that question
0: did you understand my question
1: yes I'm (laughs) sitting in front of the ocean
0: oh yes I love the ocean me too
1: yes and then
0: do you do you have um a book that you would recommend to someone perhaps like a life-changing book something that you love
1: yeah I really loved the book Designing Destiny by Kamlesh de Patel de Patel Kamlesh de Patel Designing Destiny yeah
0: thank you I'm writing that down I always go to Audible, like right after my podcast uh, recordings and I check out the book and then I download it, Um, (laughs) depending on what the book is. That one sounds good. And if money was no object at all, what would you be doing?
1: I'd be doing the same thing. (laughs)
0: 99.5. 9% 9% of my guests say that. So it's really nice to be able to connect with people who are truly doing what they love mm. and are role models for others who want to do the same. So thank you so much for being on, Lynn. It was so nice to meet you and to talk to you. Thank and so I may nice. hire you soon. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm always like, I know mm. if I just, just sit quiet and ask the question, I know what my next right thing is going to be. I just sometimes need someone else to tell me so
1: yes we sometimes we do need that because it becomes a little bit like limited how we can see ourselves or I hear agree. ourselves
0: and I agree. we need
1: confirmation sometimes in life we just do it's just we're allowed to hesitate but not for too long
0: <laughs> that's right uh, I'm very action oriented sometimes mm. I just sometimes I take that action and again it may not be the right thing it may work out but it's you know it's not the best big thing And so um, sometimes it's good for me to just not take that action.
1: (laughs) I understand that, you know,
0: like just not do it, just sit back and wait for something else. It's so fitting for me to say that today, because again, I, when I got on this call with you, Mm. I got some news that was not super positive in my mind. And I'm thinking maybe it's just the right thing. Mm. And usually it is. So I just have to come to terms.
1: Beautiful.
0: I'll get there. It was so (laughs) nice to talk to you. I really do appreciate your time. Um, Thanks for sharing your story. uh, And we will talk soon, I'm sure.
1: Yay! Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: Thank Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll be back in just a few moments. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time, but until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.